You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, this is John Katsimatidis. Thank God it's Friday, but my God, all the news that's out there, I don't know if I should... uh, well, the good news is we're only on the second floor, so if I jump out, it won't be that bad. <laughs> Don't jump, John. No, I am about to, can I say right, one thing? I'm about to jump rate, through my skin. Suicide rates are the highest ever in the United States. I saw that. And, John, I am so angry at this decision by the Attorney General of the United States. He appoints a special counsel, and it's the tainted, basically questionable U.S. attorney. Well, let's get, to, let's get to the point. I mean, um, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg in the studio with us. And, yeah, we and, do. Uh, Judge Weinberg, your reaction? My reaction is it's an absolute sham in the words of Sharon. Well, Re- nobody knows what you're talking about. Well, what I'm about you talking to say. About? It's the a sham. United States attorney. The, okay. Uh, yeah. The attorney. All right. Let me start. start the attor- you know, tell the people what you're talking about because the, the only attorney- people who know, know what we're talking about is us. Yeah. Okay. And boy, are we mad. Okay. Let me know when I can start. You may start okay. because John General- and I are on fire on this. Okay. Slow down, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Attorney General just appointed a special counsel. Who is that special counsel? David Weiss. Who is David Weiss? He's the U.S. attorney who's responsible for the cover-up and allowing the statute of limitations to run against all the charges related to Burisma. The Burisma stuff is that which will connect Joe Biden to his son, Hunter Biden. This is a very big deal. A very big deal. What you need here is an independent counsel. You do not need a tired guy who's been in the tank, hasn't done anything to really deal with this case. You need an independent counsel with broad, broad authority. Now, there's so many problems in the world. I understand that uh, Mr. Dershowitz is not going to come on for a little while. Yeah, he's uh, dealing with all this needless. John, this is huge well, news. Let's do I mean, I understand Roger Stone is calling in. Yes, we've got Roger calling in right now. Um, and obviously, this is enormous and, news. And, and as you Roger just said. Stone is what, what's going on in Washington for all the people out there that don't know what's going on. Attorney General Garland today appointed a special counsel, and the special counsel was uh, Weiss. David, David Weiss. Weiss. And who is David Weiss? He's the guy that's been in Delaware, the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, working on the Hunter Biden deal. For six years, and you know where he got in six years? Nothing. No Nothing. place. No, you and, know he, he got and, the sweetheart deal. He, uh, sweetheart the federal deal. judge, the federal judge said that 
it was part of cooking the books in Delaware. And the fact is they they allowed things to expire. Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations to expire. So by doing this, and Roger's going to tell yeah, us Roger, more. Yeah, Roger's dialing in. By doing this, what happened is that making him, uh, David Weiss, a special counsel, it, 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 it makes new rules where, where everybody listen carefully, where the Congress may not be able to get the uh, information that they want to get because uh, the special counsel will say, well, the investigation is ongoing and I have absolute control. That's yeah, right. unbelievable. John, I understand we've got some breaking news. Breaking news, WABC. And joining us now for the very latest on a huge news day here on Cats and Cosby is Roger Stone, of course, the great political consultant. He has a show on WABC every Sunday, 3 to 5 p.m. Roger, this is amazing. A.G. Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, appoints David Weiss, uh, basically the very questionable, tainted, uh, many would say, U.S. Attorney from Delaware who's overseeing the Hunter Biden plea deal. Uh, you can't make it up, Roger. Yeah, it's really extraordinary, uh, Rita. I mean, first of all, the appointment violates the DOJ regulation 600.3, which requires that a special counsel be from outside the Justice Department, cannot be a sitting U.S. attorney. Secondarily, Mr. Weiss is the same prosecutor who tried to not only push through a sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden, but also buried in that deal was full, broad immunity for the more serious crimes of extortion, bribery, money laundering, influence peddling, illegal lobbying, and, of course, the millions of dollars received from China Russia, Ukraine, Romania by Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Jim Biden and other members of the Biden family. So this is all about optics. Uh, Also, it allows them to jurisdiction shop. In other words, no longer do they have to go through, uh, go to the courageous judge who blew up their previous sweetheart plea deal. They can now jurisdiction shop and try this in California or Washington, D.C., in search of a judge who will go along. You know, you know, Roger, you know what, uh, you know what Lindsey Graham said, Senator Lindsey Graham said uh, that what just happened, uh, he was on fire and he said, quote, they just put gasoline on a fire, that this is all about politics. This to me is disgusting, Roger. Well, I really think what they want to do is drag this out. I mean, the last special counsel investigation that we had, it took John Durham five long years to determine what most of us already knew. There was no Russian collusion. So this allows them to stretch out the Hunter Biden uh, investigation. And when Congress asks for documents that would prove the Biden's corruption, the DOJ will take the position, as will the FBI. Well, we can't give you those because there's an ongoing investigation. This is so all con- about so Congress is, so Congress is going to be stale uh, mated from from uh, being able to get the uh, the the uh, papers that they need. I, I think that's the net effect of this. Absolutely. You know, what could happen, Roger. My first thought when I heard this was exactly what you're saying. First of all, I was outraged as an American because to me, it's pretty transparent what happened. The other thing I thought of, uh, we talked to James Comer yesterday on the show, the congressman, 
And he was saying that he thinks an impeachment inquiry could start as early as September. I think they just fast-tracked it because they got to do they're, – they're going to be hamstrung now by this move. they got to do something to have some power to get documents. Well, what we have here is a strategy of distraction. I think that is really what is behind the ongoing prosecution of Donald Trump. Anything that will distract from the very real evidence uh, of, of this incredible litany of crimes uh, by the Bidens. Yesterday, I saw Andrea Mitchell uh, on NBC say, well, all of those allegations are unfounded. I I think Congressman Comer uh, would disagree with that. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, let's switch gears to Roger Stone. Um, The judge coming out just a little bit ago on the Trump case, kind of as John and I were just talking, kind of like having having it both ways, if you will. Explain uh, the decision and also the fact that the special counsel, Jack Smith, as we're talking about this other David Weiss, uh, but now this new one, of course, the Jack Smith, who's been involved for a while with Trump, saying, we want to start the trial on January 2nd. That's right around the time of the Iowa caucus, the Nevada primary, South Carolina primary, New Hampshire primary. You can't make it up. No, I think it's very clear that this entire legal action against Donald Trump is, uh, is election interference. Uh, exactly what he's being charged with is what they are engaged in. Interestingly, the judge today said she saw no political motivation uh, in the prosecution of Trump. Uh, And this is a half step towards a complete gag order. Uh, I I agree that that the president should not be able to post, let's say, grand jury testimony online. But there's no reason to believe that he would do that anyway. But what they really want is to gag him from being able to offer a broad defense. This is what they did to me. Oh, you might taint the jury pool if you're allowed to defend yourself in the public forum. Well, what about the Washington Post? They have a litany of lies every week. Do, are they tainting the D.C. jury pool? Uh, believe me, this is, this is a half step towards a full gag order, which is really what they want. They want to control the public narrative regarding the trial of Donald Trump. So we're uh-huh. halfway there at this point. Uh, Roger, by looking a little bit more reasonable, it, it, would it be harder for uh, for President Trump to take it to the Supreme Court, you know, appeals court and Supreme Court? Well, I think that the, the judge anticipates a motion for her to recuse herself on the basis of her past contributions to uh, Barack Obama, her husband, who's also a federal judge, also a big donor to Obama. This is the same judge, by the way, who issued a protective order to seal the Fusion GPS records that would have shown us that Hillary Clinton actually paid for the phony steel dossier in the Russian collusion hoax. This was back in 2017. So the judge knows she's going to decline to recuse herself. She's going to decline uh, a change of venue motion. Yes, John, I think this is an effort to appear, appear more reasonable. Yeah, although it sounds to me, regardless, of course, the Trump team uh, and Roger Stone, you know, uh, President Trump well, they are certainly going to fight that tooth and nail. They want to move it to West Virginia. Uh, they want to try to get it, um, you know, under a different judge. This judge also, correct me if I'm wrong, Raj, also worked for the same law firm that represented Burisma, and she worked with Hunter Biden. I mean, to me, that's conflict of interest. Uh, that is indeed absolutely correct. But I think, unfortunately, uh, the, the president and his lawyers are about to find out, as I did the hard way, in D.C., the Constitution, the law, the facts, and the evidence really don't matter in the most politicized uh, federal district in the country. 
Yeah, wow. Uh, what an explosive day. Uh, Roger Stone, thank you so much. I know you're going to be talking about this on your Sunday show, 3 to 5 p.m. on 77 WABC. Roger, thank you so much for being here on Cats and Cosby. God bless you all and have a great weekend. Wow, what a uh, what an interview, uh, Rita! Unbelievable. Uh, we just I mean, heard I hope that. Everybody wow. understands what's happening. This this is an attempt. I believe. I believe is the Attorney General of the United States to be able to take con- the ability of Congress and Congress's investigation and and stop it by having a special counsel. That says, well, I'm doing the investigating. You guys are not. Yeah, and not hand over whether it's testimony, whether it's documents. Uh, John, I'll tell you, when I heard the news break today that this U.S. attorney in Delaware, who's now appointed as a special, I thought I actually misheard it. I thought it was a joke because I thought it can't be that transparent that they would pick the one guy. We are crossing, who Rita, be. Rita, Judge, wow. we are crossing the line when it comes to uh, ethics, when it comes to common sense. When it comes to decency, if this was it's amazing, serious, John. If this was serious, they should have gotten a waiver of the statute of limitations. They never did that. Weiss is responsible for that. And they explain lost. explain why that means that they could have continued with the more serious charges and the more against serious, Hunter Biden. That's right. The more serious charge yeah. against Hunter the had to do with Burisma payoffs. The other problem we have, guys, is the migrant situation in New York City. I understand the White House has sent Perez. Uh, the former Democratic National Committee chairman to see uh, uh, Mayor Adams, and he says, leave things alone until after the Biden election in 2024. I mean, are they kidding or they mean it? They mean it. That's a, that's the private word Wait on the street. They mean it. Yeah, scary. I mean, uh, I just want... I just want our streets to be safe. Well, That's people are furious, I care, John. I don't care what position anybody is in. All I'm asking for is that the New Yorkers and the American people feel safe. Let's take a break right now, and we're going to come back with Vito Fasella, who's mad as hell at what's going on in Staten Island. And Curtis Lewa. And Curtis Lewa to find out what's going on with the migrant situation. Common Sense Recap of the Day's Biggest Stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here, John, on Cats and Cosby. Uh, amazing. They are saying, by the way, this week, John, it came out, Eric Adams saying $10 million a day it's costing New York City. We are busting at the know. seams I, over see, the migrants. I don't know what the truth is. I don't know how they got to the $12 billion number. Yeah, that's I, what they were saying. No, estimate I, I, in the future. And, and, and the other thing that nobody's talking about is that the revenues are way down on tax collections. So everybody's deciding how to spend the money. That's but not the, fair. Money, the, the money might not, not there. be there. Yeah, I mean, it is it is crazy. Uh, it was so crazy. So joining us now, John, we got uh, two pros on the migrant situation. Uh, we have Vito Fasella, of course, the president, Staten Island Borough president, where a big rally is scheduled tomorrow. And we have with us also uh, our great host and also the founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. Um, Vito, first to you, tell us about this big rally and what's going on in Staten Island over the migrants. Well, thanks so much for having me, uh, Rita, John, Judge, and, and Curtis Appreciate it. And and this is a drum we've been beating for about a year when this crisis first started. Uh, if you remember, they were greeting 
um, asylum seekers with champagne uh, in Manhattan. And we on Staten Island said that, you know, this is just not right. People of Staten Island didn't create this problem. This is a result of the open borders in the, in the, southern, uh, in the southern border. And we're going to pick up the tab. And this is an unsustainable situation financially, emotionally, you name it. And guess what? All those chickens are coming home to roost and they're planning another shelter on Staten Island, which is why we're having a rally there tomorrow at 1030 on Father Capadano Boulevard between Lincoln Avenue and Midland Avenue to show and to voice that this is not our situation. Not to mention, as John just said, the billions of dollars that are being spent that could be spent elsewhere on taxpaying citizens or reducing the tax burden. And then that's why we have to send our signal and keep keep banging the drum that we've been banging for a year. But we're spending the money on the migrants from outside our country. How about taking care of the American citizens first? And that's why we're... A hundred percent. The average cost is about $140,000 a year. That exceeds the household income of the average Staten Islander, for example. So we're not only are we taking care of are we not taking care of taxpaying citizens? We're actually dipping into their pockets and taking care, uh, taking care of folks who showed up a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. On so many levels, this is just unfair and just not right. You know, Vito, the, the facility where you're doing the rally for, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like a senior center. Isn't it for like elderly? What's going to happen to the seniors? So to add insult to injury, this is a place that looks over, overlooks the beach, Midland Beach in Staten Island, a very nice facility. That for, for many years, seniors lived there. There were those who were nine, in their 90s who were asked to leave, had to find other places to live. They had made new friendships, as you can imagine. Maybe widows or widowers were making new friends, new new lifestyles. They were asked to leave and find the new place, and it's been languishing there a little bit. And now the insult to injury is we're moving migrants into a place where senior citizens were, were kicked out. Uh, I don't know if that's the world is upside down, but it's it's pretty darn close if it's not. Yeah, that is that is just preposterous. And it's par for the course. They're kicking off the kids off the soccer fields. They're kicking the elderly out. I wow. mean, we still I, I said the other day and I've said it again today. I mean, why don't we put them on Rikers Island? And, and the federal judge is saying, well, we might take away Rikers Island. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't understand what's going on in our country. Uh, you know, and the, and the federal government is a wall, right? They, every time they recognize that people are flooding across the border on a regular basis, they end up in places like Staten Island, and we have to pick up the tab. And the federal government says, "Tough luck, drop dead." Curtis Lee, what? I mean, Vito has told talk to us about Staten Island. What's going on in the other boroughs? Uh, have you gotten your 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 head on it? Well, first off, I'll be, as you know, doing uh, overnight radio to the break of dawn, and I'm heading out to Staten Island. So if I could schlep out there all the way from here, it should be all citizens of New York City going there to help Vito and help all the people of Staten Island because they're already burdened with just normal homeless shelters, normal rehab centers, well beyond their population. Breaking news here, uh, Kathy Hochul, the governor, has just made a deal with Eric Adams to move 1,200 illegal aliens. The National Guard will provide the security. Guess what, Westchester County? You're getting four locations. Your county executive, George Latimer, has said, yeah, we'll put them in four locations. Uh, one group will go to Albany, three more to Buffalo, one to Schenectady, one to Orange County, one to Dutchess County. And worse, 
Yesterday, after the emissary of uh, Joe Biden, the president, left after meeting first with Eric Adams, the mayor, and then uh, Kathy Hochul, Kathy Hochul issued a press release thanking him for opening up Floyd Bennett So all of you listening out there, we're going up and down Flatbush Avenue now. Pull over to the side. I don't want you to have a stroke or a heart attack. Those of you who are from Marine Park, those of you who are from the Rockaways, the Irish Riviera, Guess what? Illegal aliens are going to be bust into Floyd Benefield. Oh. So, and you know, and the mayor has said everything is on the table. Every location, Central Park, Prospect Park, and you're going to just see these illegal aliens being shoved into every neighborhood with nothing to do, nowhere to go, no work, no nothing. And yet they all surprisingly have e-bikes, motor uh Mopeds. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah. By the way, Curtis, did you see this? True story. Massachusetts, the governor, did you see this yesterday, came out. They've declared a state of emergency there saying, by the way, residents, do you want to have them stay in your home? They're actually putting out the ask to local residents to move have, in their have home. Have people lost their minds? Absolutely. No uh, vetting. You don't know who these people are. You don't are. know who these people are? No. And by the way, don't you think there's going to come a time if this keeps going on with open borders? Another hundred thousand next year. Another hundred thousand after that. Another hundred thousand. The Vito, whole world is coming here. Let's say goodbye to Vito. Vito is busy in Staten Island. Are you going to that Ferry Hawks game today, your Vito? I will. I will. I will be there tonight. I will see you and Margo and everybody else. It's going to be a fun time. At the I'll park. see you. I'll see you later news. on. Now, what's going on tonight is the, the stadium is completely sold out. They have the Savannah Bananas. And the Ferry Hawks playing each other, and it's the hottest ticket in town. If you gave $1,000, you can't have a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Vito. I'll see you later. God bless. See you later, everybody. And, Curtis, thank you for uh, for coming on and giving us an update. But let's go to... Larry Kudlow, I think, is calling. No, actually, calling we've in. got we've got Father Alexi uh, Walternest uh, calling in. Uh, this is the uh, Catholic priest right now. Yeah, he's calling. All in right, right, let's now. take him, and then we'll take Larry after. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You can't you can't uh, upstage the priest. We got to bring in Father Alexi Walternest. He is the former DOJ spokesperson, uh, Catholic priest. He's co-founder of Athos. He's right here, draw calling us in, hot off the press, and. He, uh, Father, let me ask you about this, because we have been talking about the Attorney General uh, today and so many questions about the politicization of DOJ, all these things that are going on, and the FBI. Uh, big news that came out this week that now multiple FBI field offices essentially collaborated together over this anti-Catholic memo. Explain this to our audience, because this just kind of goes to what we are seeing now, the politicization at some of the highest levels of the FBI. Yeah, basically, there's been some uh, developments. A a couple uh, months ago, it was reported from the FBI Richmond field office that they were monitoring what they're calling kind of traditional Catholic groups uh, with their uh, law enforcement intelligence uh, arm. And... uh, when uh, the attorney general was asked about it, he initially said, no, it's just that one office. Uh, something went wrong and we stopped immediately. But uh, in uh, some new documents, it's actually been discovered it wasn't a one off. There were actually multiple FBI offices involved in this. So there was the Portland office and Los Angeles FBI offices. So it seems like it was uh, some sort of coordinated FBI effort. Um, but what's Probably kind of most concerning here is uh, that 
potentially the attorney general would have perjured himself. So when I've worked in the government, I've been involved with these big hearings when there's some sort of scandal. And uh, when he was going through the prep, almost certainly he was shown, here's all the documents that exist off of uh, monitoring Catholic groups. And he, there's no way he didn't know how extensive this was. So seemingly he perjured himself on this whole front. You know, it also reminded me of that moment, too, when Christopher Ray, the FBI director, was asked, you know, was there a targeting of Catholics? And he said, oh, no, no, no. And then uh, I think it was Jim Jordan who brought up the memo that said, well, well look, it's the Richmond field office. Here it is. Um, do you feel that Catholics are under attack by this FBI, I guess, at the highest levels? Yeah, uh, on this, what's concerning is kind of shifting the window of who's suspect, right? So uh, if some FBI agent says, hey, I want to investigate Catholic churches, I want to monitor them, uh, you know, years ago, I've been like, whoa, like, that's very uncommon. Uh, what's the grounds? You better have a really good case if we're going to uh, in- investigate a Catholic church or collect intelligence. Um, but in the, the intelligence memos, basically, they, they suggest making a designation for these radical traditional groups, they call them. And basically, that just makes it to like the next time they want to uh, do some sort of monitoring. It's going to be an easier sell inside the bureau. Well, you know what's uh, concerning? They they went after the parents. They're going after the Catholics. At least these memos indicated. Uh, Judge Weinberg, you have a question I'm, for Father Alexi. Father Alexi, I'm just absolutely outraged. What's wrong with traditional Catholicism? I don't get it. This yeah, is supposed to be a First Amendment country. What is wrong with people believing in the religion they want, as long as they're not hurting anybody else? I don't get it. Yeah, the, the, if you read the memos, it kind of suggests that. Uh, someone in the FBI, whoever was involved with it, has never been to church. You know, when I first read it, it kind of struck me as like, it's like if they wrote a memo saying like, there's alcoholics at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Like, we've all been to church. People go to church because they know they're sinners and they need help. So, uh, you know, they basically had some folks that they were concerned about. They uh, then they uh, went to a Catholic church and they said, oh, this must be a hotbed for people doing bad things rather than uh, they're actually going to get help. They're going to hear the gospel. If they if they uh, are going to church, they're going to hear the gospel. You know, Jesus saying, "Love one another as I have loved you." Which, yeah. Uh, it, you would think is a good thing, and if you're a law enforcement, and you think, "Oh, that's a message that will help them." That's a good thing. They're going to a church. Absolutely. Well, Father Thank Alexi, you. keep Father us posted. Alexi. Wow. Thank you, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. We got to go to a break. Let's go to the break. And when we come back, we'll yeah. see who we have. Yeah. Well, we have for one, we have the attorney for the whistleblowers. Remember, they didn't want David Weiss overseeing the investigation. Now he's head of uh, the special counsel. You mess. can't make what it a up. Mess. Take that break. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. With us today is Larry Kudlow, one of the country's leading economists, and in addition, the number one show on Fox Business between 
4 and 5 every day, and the number one show on WABC every Saturday between 10 and 1 Saturday mornings. Larry Kudlow, CPI came out this week, PPI came out this week, but the truth is the average businessman doesn't know if they should zig or zag. Give us your opinion. You were there. You were at the White House. You know Washington. What's going on? Well, look, the, the inflation numbers are coming down. There's uh, no no question about that. The top-line numbers look very good. I mean, this uh, this uh, this CPI was 3.2% year-on-year. Uh, that's a very good number. Uh, the core CPI flipped a little uh, 4.7% year on year. Uh, the Fed's got more work to do. It's, it's just going to be sticky from here on in to get to 2%. That's the point that I would make. Um, core CPI has weight, uh, and that's going to be a problem. And as you know better than anybody else, uh, oil prices have been rising. Gasoline prices is now $3.84. That will add to the top-line CPI. Uh, next month by by two or three or four tenths uh, of one percent, depending on the producer price index was good. <laughs> Business prices have come down only zero point eight percent. So that's a, a good number. Hopefully it'll stay there. But, you know, you still have an issue. I mean, uh, if you go back uh, the last two and a half years, uh Basically, price the level of prices uh, have gone up by 16% plus. Energy prices about 30%. Grocery prices about 20%. So, uh, ordinary middle class families, working folks, uh, are still faced uh, with very difficult uh, increase in prices, and they're struggling with that relative to their wages. So, things are looking a little better. Um, the economy is still in a sluggish mode. The last six quarters, year and a half, you've only grown by 1.3% at an annual rate. That's not good. A healthy economy would grow at 3 or 4%. So it's a mixed bag. You know, the good news is inflation is coming down. Um, that's the best news. But look, you still have, you know, the war against fossil fuels goes on. These prices are jumping now again. That could be problematic. Um, food prices are still very high. So I'll, I'll say better on the price front. We need growth, John. We need growth. We're not getting growth. We need well, to stop raising regulations, stop raising taxes. We need to spend too Larry, much money. What I've said, we had a discussion on a Friday, and what I said to people was that the businessman has to have confidence that Washington is knowing what they do. And right now, the average businessman doesn't have the confidence. They're also concerned about their own banks, and the banks are concerned about their own existence. So this leads to turmoil. You know, and I said, if I want to buy 100 new trucks and the interest rates are 7%, 8%, I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to buy those 100 new trucks right now, and I'm going to wait till next year. Well, I think that's exactly right. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty about it. Look, um, this administration has not helped business. That's no secret, just like they have not helped the oil producers and the gas producers. I mean, I don't know. One thing, you know, you talk about this stuff. Uh, why don't they just declare natural gas a clean burning fuel and stop the war against natural gas? 
that would be something that would be extremely helpful. They've done that in Europe, by the way. And uh, the other part of natural gas is the LNG part of the story. We should be exporting LNG all across the world, which would reduce carbon emissions in China and India. And by the way, the United States has the lowest carbon, uh, the, the greatest carbon reduction of any of the major countries. We're making progress. I don't understand this war against fossil fuels. I never will. I think it's ultra-liberal people there uh, in Washington, D.C., in the White House. Uh, but so just to come back, I mean, at least we're getting at least we're getting some relief. You know, I found one thing, though, John, I mean, grocery prices for families up three tenths in uh, in uh, the month of July. So that's OK. Breaking news. W.A.B.C. And sorry to interrupt you, Larry. We've got some breaking news. We have Alan Dershowitz here now on the phone with this huge news that now a special counsel has been appointed by the attorney general of the United States. But it's somebody who's got some questionable uh, ties, of course, with all the Hunter Biden plea deal and everything else. Professor Dershowitz, thank you for joining us on such a big news day. Your reaction to this big news. When you have the president's son being investigated, you better do it by the book. Cross every T and dot every I. And this special counsel is ineligible to be appointed. The regulation clearly provides that special counsel must come from outside the government. It can't be somebody who is in the government, in the administration, whose son is being investigated. And somebody that's already cooked the books, uh, according to the federal judge. Somebody who had a plea bargain that I predicted on your show would be thrown out and was thrown out, and that's good. But the fact that the same special prosecutor is now going to have to vindicate himself, he can't now go forward and, and produce a strong indictment. Then they'll say, why didn't you do it earlier? What was wrong with you then? So I think he's going to have to justify the deal that was thrown out by the judge. So he's not the right person to be a special counsel. He's just the previous counsel with a new title. So what does this do? You know, Professor Dershowitz, what does this do for Congress? Who do you you appeal to? Right, right. That's a whole other thing. Who do you appeal appeal to? to Right. You appeal to Congress and you do not accept if you're Congress. The statement that says, well, we're doing an investigation. It's in the Constitution. The so what, Constitution so what can says, Congress do? Congress has the right. They should subpoena Garland. They should subpoena Weiss. And if they refuse to come forward and they say there's an ongoing investigation, they should go to court. And I think they'll win. The Constitution says that the Congress can check and balance the excesses of the executive. And if there's been a violation of the rules Congress has the right to determine that. Alan, it's Richard Weinberg. I'll tell you what troubles me enormously. This is the same U.S. attorney who allowed the statute of limitations to run on the Burisma matter, which would implicate. And that's a big deal. And they had the opportunity to have a waiver, and they didn't do it, nor did they indict. There's a little bit of home cooking there, too. You don't want somebody from Delaware to be investigating the Biden family. And remember, although he was appointed by Trump, he was approved by the two Democrat senators. So, uh, you know, this is, it's just, it doesn't satisfy the appearance of justice. Even if these are perfectly honorable, honorable and honest people, the appearance of justice has to be satisfied. And you can't start by breaking the rules. 
Yeah. And the rules apply to everybody. Everybody loves to say nobody's above the law. Why is the attorney general? You know, uh, Professor Dershowitz, I literally thought it was a joke today when I heard that he was the person that was being appointed special counsel. I thought I misheard it because he would be the last person. Well, there there have been too many unfunny jokes, unfortunately, and, and the victims are the American people who deserve objective, neutral, nonpartisan justice. And we're not getting it. We're seeing the weaponization of our criminal justice system for partisan advantage. And it's going to backfire because the other side's going to do it as well. And the people, Alan, are going to lose faith in an impartial justice system in this country. It's already happening. It's already happening. Unfortunately, I hear it around me all the time. And if I were back teaching, I'm sure young people would be saying the same thing. This is not justice. This is partisan politics. Yeah, it, it, it just destroys any faith in the system. As soon as I heard it, I thought it's also going to roadblock what Congress is trying to do no, from right. the investigation. No, Alan's right. Congress he shouldn't should, let him do it. Shouldn't Congress let him do it. Let him issue issue the subpoenas. Alan's exactly right. Absolutely. You issue those subpoenas. Right. And immediately. Comer, immediately. Yeah, and Comer's the guy to do it, too. Yeah. Well, look, I'm nonpartisan on this. I don't favor either party. I favor the Constitution. And the Constitution says that when the executive violates the rules, violates their own regulations, you can go to Congress and seek a remedy there and seek to have these rules enforced and enforceable. Maybe have criminal punishments for violating those rules, because obviously the attorney general doesn't take the rules seriously without any consequences. Alan, can they get a fair hearing in the District of Columbia, in the District Court on that issue? Not even even (laughs) close. Not even close. That's why you have checks and balances. Because if you can't get a hearing in one place, you try to you try to go to another place. Wow! And each each branch checks the other, and that's what we need to see operating. Well, thank you, Alan Dershowitz, for for My jumping pleasure. on and, and telling the American people the truth. Because people trust you, and and we trust you. And thank you very much. Thank you so much. Let's go to uh Yeah, let's go to uh someone who I can't wait to get his reaction to this big breaking news today. Uh attorney Mark Lytle. He represents the IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley, who testified before Congress. It was that really stunning testimony where he said that David Weiss, the guy who's now the new special counsel, uh that David Weiss basically said he didn't have authority in the case and he was hamstrunging and he was allowing these statutes so the serious charges against Hunter Biden would basically fall by the wayside. Uh, joining us now is Mark Lytle himself. Mark, your reaction, what is your client thinking today that now David Weiss has been appointed special counsel by the Attorney General of the United States? Well, thanks, thanks first for having me on the show today. I think I can tell you, first off, these whistleblowers, Gary Shapley, Joe Ziegler, those two are profiles in courage. They went through all this. They were attacked. They've been retaliated against. And, hey, what do you know? Now they're saying they need a special counsel authority to bring cases in D.C. and California. It's really uh, it's really amazing, and it, it really it just is unbelievable that they've appointed Weiss, the one who has just had missteps every which way but loose, the one who said he already had authority, he didn't need special counsel authority to bring case. And now he's, and both Garland said that too, that he has all the authority he needs to bring the cases anywhere he wants to. And so apparently, which, which is right, you know, it just keeps, they keep misstepping over each other and the American public needs to know more. And that's what these whistleblowers have all been all about is shining a light on 
this this case and this information, the way it's been handled, and it continues to be handled in a way that doesn't shine a light for the American public to understand what's going on behind the scenes. And everybody, we're talking to the attorney for the whistleblower, Gary Shapley, who had that riveting testimony before Congress not that long ago, Mark Lytle. Uh, Judge Weinberg, you've got a question for Mark. So, Mark, what do you think should be done now? Alan Dershowitz was just on, and he and I agree that if uh, White says we can't come in and testify because it's an ongoing investigation, they should be subpoenaed. You cannot tolerate this. This is a cover-up. Chairman Comer has made it clear that this is a cover-up. They're trying to sidestep legislative investigation oversight. So what do you think should be done? Well, Judge, that's why we got to rely on the separation of powers and the, and the forefathers to our, you know, the, to our country who developed this constitutional structure uh, for our country. Congress has the oversight authority. Uh, they may open up impeachment proceedings. That gives them even more extensive subpoena authority. Uh, that doesn't even have to be tied to oversight or legislative. And they and, can um, do that. And they I, can I, do that against the attorney general. They don't have to go to Trump. I'm sorry. Strike that. They don't have to go to Biden yet. They can do it with Garland because Garland is the one who's exactly suspect. exactly right. And don't forget, as we went through this process, we went to the DOJ inspector general. We've complained to them. We've complained to Congress. And, you know, but Congress has the authority and they, they should. And I heard uh, Professor Dershowitz uh, before I got on the show. I mean, he's right. They have the authority, and they should exercise it. Uh, this is too important. The American public needs to know what's happening here. And Weiss will have no credibility, even if he is able to bring a case, even though they said the statute of limitations was run for a number of things. It's just there's no credibility here anymore. And what I was calling for previously was a special counsel who's independent, who could come on, look at the case, bring new charges, but also review what Weiss and the Department of Justice exactly have right. And exactly right. That should American be looked into it. absolutely because there was a deal there. The, the plea offer was ridiculous, and the fact that they allowed the statute of limitations. Yeah, guys, guys, I understand all that, but the question is: uh, Can Congress? The Supreme Court is the ultimate. It looks like right now. Yeah. So where does it? So go? how That's does great... Congress go to the Supreme Court? They issue the subpoena, and. Issue subpoena. How do you go to the Supreme Court? Because they'll, they'll ultimately be I'm, reviewed. I'm not sure that's, uh, you know, let's well, let's find out. That's a que- constitutional yeah. lawyer uh, question. Yeah, boy, is this a mess, though. It's it, a this, mess. It is it's, a mess. It's a mess. And, and I just want to say. They're using everything possible to block yes, one, the truth. That's what stonewalling. Well, I can say this. Wow. Tr- traditionally, Congress issues a subpoena and then a the witness or person doesn't respond, they get held in contempt and they make a referral to the who? The Department of Justice to prosecute. Well, that's not going to work in this case. So they're going to have to issue a subpoena, maybe through uh, the powers exercised in an impeachment proceeding. And they have the power also to go directly to district court on their own. And that's the way it gets to the Supreme Court. It's appealed up the district court chain. This is a uh, stunning moment. Wow. Stunning moment. Uh, Mark Lytle, come back on. Your, your client is an amazing hero, courageous. Uh, and I hope the American public gets justice in all of this and we get the answers. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. And I'll pass on those words of encouragement to Gary Shapley. Yeah, please. Please do, Mark. Thank you very much. And joining us now, we've got Andy McCarthy. Uh, of course, uh, the great attorney and also former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District. Andy, uh, what do you make of the fact that Merrick Garland appoints this guy? We just talked to Mark Lytle. You may have heard he's the attorney for Gary Shapley, who was like he was stunned that David Weiss is the guy picked 
as now the new special counsel investigating Hunter. Uh, You've said it's a sham. Why? Well, uh, I I would believe it was, uh, you know, if it were, I believe it were a a real appointment if I thought there were a real investigation. But Gary Shapley's testimony is probably the most eloquent thing I've heard um, indicative of the fact that there is no real investigation. And that that's perfectly obvious, because if there were one, there's not a competent prosecutor in the world who, if you had an investigation into a scheme to collect millions and millions of dollars in foreign bribery and then shoot it in a money laundering fashion through a, a labyrinth of LLCs and bank accounts where nine different Bidens at the end of the rainbow get paid. If that was your investigation and you're telling a court as as the Biden Justice Department did when that plea agreement blew up, if you tell them that you have an ongoing investigation, why would you ever give a guilty plea sweetheart deal to misdemeanor tax counts to one of the main subjects of the investigation in the middle of your ongoing investigation into those serious crimes? You wouldn't do that if there was a real investigation. So the investigation's not real. So why should the special counsel appointment be real? The, the only reason the special counsel was appointed was because unlike other prosecutors, special counsels get to write a report at the end. So his job, Weiss's job, and he's doing it very well so far, is to destroy the Hunter Biden case by not indicting it, which allows the statute of limitations to run so you lose all the crimes. And then next year, at some propitious moment in the campaign calendar, he will write a, a final report that says President Biden didn't have anything to do with it. That's that's what the gig is. You know, Andy McCarthy, what does this say about justice in America? I, I'm shaking my head today, my friend. Yeah, well, you know, Rita, if justice in America was in good shape, they wouldn't dare do something like this. But they think they can get away with it because they've gotten away with this kind of stuff before. I mean, it does look... I grew up in the justice system. I, I'm passionate about the justice system. If I if I sound dour today, um, it's because I know what the justice system was and could be, and I see what it is now. So, you know, it's just. By the way, the I want to have you walk through Andy too to all our great listeners here on Cats and Cosby. Why this guy should not have been picked? Because when you pick a special counsel, my understanding, it should be somebody independent. It should be somebody outside the government, right? Yeah, the special counsel regulations explicitly say, Rita, this is like uh, Section 600.3. There's only 10 regulations. They go from point one to point 10. Um, but the, the third one says that a special counsel shall be a lawyer from outside the United States government, not just outside the Justice Department, outside the government, because what makes a special counsel special uh, is the fact that you're outside the government. Because the only reason the government needs a special counsel is because there is a profound conflict of interest that prevents the Justice Department from investigating the case ethically in the normal case. Andrew, you couldn't have I'm sorry, I was just going to say you couldn't have a more profound conflict than the Biden Justice Department having to investigate the Bidens. Andrew, we all understand that. Who do you go to? The ballot box. I don't know well, what that's else. That's it. I mean, no, no, I that's, really don't. that's because there's nobody to go to. The, if the no, Department the, of Justice is not justice, 
and they're, and they're the ones doing the wrong things, and the only people that can override them is the Supreme Court, but there's no angle to get to the Supreme not, Court. I, I disagree with that. Okay, Sean. tell me. Tell me no, how to do I, it. Uh, Andy, it's Richard Weinberg. I think the first thing that uh, Chairman Comer should do is start issuing subpoenas to the Attorney General of the United States, to Weiss, and find out why they allowed the statute of limitations to lapse. Why they came up with the sweetheart deal? How about but, why are they appointing this guy that they're that not too, allowed to appoint? That, that, oh, there's a whole bunch of questions to ask. You use the legislative investigation power. If they try to walk away from the subpoena, you move to uh, you move to enforce it, and you try to litigate it. Yes, you have to go to the ballot box, but you still have some tools, don't you think? Andy? Are, are there tools, uh, Andy? Well, are there tools? Say, yeah, let me say two things, Judge. I agree with you that they have to continue investigating. But let's be real. They're investigating to make a case to take to the public for Election Day because there is no way with the Senate configuration as it is that you're going to get an impeachment trial. In fact, I I don't think McCarthy has the votes even to get an impeachment inquiry at the moment. He's got a very narrow margin. And as for like like taking the Justice Department to court, um, the last of the special counsel regulations expressly says if uh, that nothing in these regulations sets out a cause of action or a lawsuit that anybody can bring to enforce them. So the whole thing is theater. They pretend that they have these special counsel regulations and they're high minded and they're high standards, but then they don't follow them. And when they don't follow them, what they tell you is, well, too bad. There's nothing in the law that allows you to sue us over that. Wow. That, that is just stunning, Andy. I mean, that, that to me makes me feel like the fix is in. I'm, you know, I'm not a lawyer. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. We need the weekend off. Wow. Andy, uh, God, pray for our country, Andy. My goodness. Amen. Andy, Andy McCarthy, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank Thank you. you. We love you, you, Andy. Thank you. You too, my friend. And I, I wow, John. It is, it is crazy what's going on. They are intentionally violating the Constitution intentionally violating the law. I don't know how other ways. I don't either. It, it, to me, I feel so disgusted with our justice system, and it's so politicized. We're supposed right to be now. the beacon to the entire world about fairness in the justice system, and we look like a third world banana republic. Yeah. Where's the justice in the justice system? Where Excellent is that? Question. Where is that? Well, let's take the weekend off, and uh, Monday's another day. And pray uh, for our country, John. Pray for our country, and everybody go to their religious institution and pray for our country because you know something, we need those prayers. Well, what do we stand for, John? Well, we always stand for truth, justice, Justice in the American American way. way, But we need somebody to back us up. God bless America.